you going? Coming soon. Don't miss History of the World, Part 2. See Hitler on Ice. See a Viking funeral. See Jews in space. 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 Jews are in space. We're zooming along, protecting the Hebrew race. We're Jews are in space. It's trouble appears, we'll pull it right back in its place. Nightfly Podcast with me, Dave Jeska, the October 26, 2021 edition. Let's just spread the word, love, and music. Yeah. Rock and roll music. What a great song by Boston. The tragedy of Brad Delp. The nonsense. <laughs> Oh, what a classic song. I've been listening to it a lot lately. I thought, I mean, what a, what a better way to open a show. Ba-da-da-da-da-da. Meanwhile, I've been watching a whole bunch of, like, reaction videos. Do you know what those are? They are, you know, younger folk r- listening to a song or watching a video for the first time, which is pretty much what I've been doing for the Billy Joel podcast. <laughs> As it turns out, uh, that I know nothing about Billy Joel and I've never heard half of his music, which is hilarious but that turns out to be kind of a fun thing is where, you know, you know, you have a guy who's on the show who's just like, oh, I've never, this is great, you know. I'm rediscovering or I'm discovering for the first time. And it's kind of made the show, you know, if you're doing a show, if you're doing, you know, 130 episodes of something and then you have this new twist in it. <laughs> I don't want to pretend. It would have been worse if I was lying. Oh, this has always been a favorite of mine. Yeah, I haven't heard half of the songs, apparently, so it's really fun. So I've been watching a lot of these reveal 
videos, and they are fun to watch. There's one particular black guy I've been watching. I think his name is Jamal, a.k.a. Jamal or something. And I guess, you know, last week when I was playing the IGY by Donald Fagan and going down the Donald Fagan trail, I watched his reveal video to IGY because I was very interested to what I mean, what he seems like. Maybe he's 22, but he could be younger. I don't know. Um, and and again, black. I mean, it's kind of important to say because, you know, you just don't picture any Donald Fagan songs as, uh, you know, interesting for is it really that bad to say, you know, <laughs> black people? I, I don't know. You know, it's, it just doesn't seem like, you know, we all listen to different music, but that's why it was so great to watch this guy. He was so into it. And then it's funny. It's one of those things where like the time, I don't know if you remember, we had Alex Sulkin on the show and we were or, or on the uh, Billy Joel podcast. And we were talking about one of the reveal videos for somebody watching Piano Man. It was a black guy. That's right. And he he got moved. He got emotional. And it, it, it's it's great to watch. So you're watching this guy your IGY, and then you're thinking in your head, boy, if I was listening to this first time, I'd be overwhelmed too. Because then you're really honing in on the different instrumentation and the complicated, complicatedness? I don't think that's a word, but the, compli- the how com- complicated the song is that you truly must be a seasoned musician and producer to put something like that together. That's not just you know, have a band out of your garage music, which is the reason he usually doesn't tour, which is the reason why I got to get that Nightfly Live album because I don't even know how you would, well, I guess nowadays it's a little easier. You know, Steely Dan stopped touring because they're like, we can't reproduce this on stage. It's not right. But I think nowadays with computers and everything, I guess they can. But yeah, they stopped touring for that reason. Anyway, watching these videos is really great. And then I watched him watch the song Peg from Steely Dan. It was kind of fun watching him. And then, as I was just getting this song, and I was planning on using this song today all week, and then I was getting it, and I saw the same guy as a rock and roll band, you know, from Boston, reveal, and it's great, and it's really, he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> and it's like exciting to watch, you know, somebody who's clearly, you know, fifty years younger than than these songs came out enjoy it so much and get into it and realize the greatness of it and then i also saw with this rock and roll band they have one if you look on youtube uh boston at giant stadium in 1979 and like no one's there which doesn't make any sense but that might have been before they were doing stadiums i guess i don't it's the only thing i can think of because boston was huge back then so i, I don't know why nobody showed up it's, it's the sand the, the nobody's there and <laughs> they sound amazing and that Brad Delp died too, way too young. I mean, what a voice on that guy. You, you, you can't, I mean, that's not normal to sing like that. You know what I'm saying, right? But I should be doing these reaction videos. I should, I need to tape myself listening to some of these Billy Joel songs I've never heard before. I think I got to just start doing it and put out a little, um, put it out on our Instagram page. I, I think it's necessary for the ones I never heard. I mean, you know, you're missing my reaction. The last song we just—I don't think it's come out yet. What's it called? I've never—I've. If only I had. If only I had the words. It's coming out. Is it today? I think it's coming out this. I think it's coming out this week. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm so confused. 
And uh, I just heard it for the first time. I'm telling you, I never heard it before, and I loved it. And you could see me like sitting there watching it, like one of these reaction videos where I'm just like, "What? Oh my god, this is amazing!" I'm like a child seeing something for the first time. It's really those things are fun, I guess, isn't that? Look at us. We now we just like watching other people's reactions to watching something online it's 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 getting out of kind of out of control i guess a little bit uh this week by the way on the reaction video show uh no the comedy seller football show i hope you enjoyed last week with julian villard playing music he was um great colin seemed to i don't know what he was doing he never wants to play i don't know i'm like why are you coming on i don't know what's happening here but um and then who who was after that Uh, oh lou pellegrino yeah that was all right I mean, you know, it was show. But this week, we got Wendy Liebman, who's terrific. Of course, you know how I feel about her. And then Wayne Fetterman afterwards. The week after, got an unbelievable show with Amy Yazbeck from Wings, you know, and other stuff. John Ritter's ex. And Tom Papa, the amazing Tom Papa, who we're going to make football picks with. Boy, that's, that's a really big get for someone like myself. And uh, then it, it, we're, um, this tonight, today, when this comes out, Tuesday, October 26th, I will be on the Jim and Sam show in the morning on Sirius XM Radio, Channel 103. Uh, I think around 10 o'clock in the morning. If you hear this before that, you'll be able to hear it, although they do repeat it all day long. I will be on promoting the Nightfly, and the Comedy Cellar football show. So it's good to be back with the boys, Jim and Sam, because it is fun to do that show. And then I always go around serious. I'm like, can I do a show here? And they're like, get lost. Get lost, creep. Well, last night was that day that I didn't want to do, and I think I told you I got Olga this uh, really amazing paying gig. One night only, half hour of work, you know, lots of money. And unfortunately, I had to drive her there. I'm like, why, why do I? Why? But the guy that hires like, well, can you take her there? And I'm like, all right. All the parties involved, I had no choice. It's just one of these things you have to do. And the only reason I really even care, obviously, I'm not doing anything. Is you know, just leaving the city on a Friday, trying to get out of traffic. There wasn't any traffic. I mean, everything worked like a charm. But in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be horrible. There's so much pressure and time. But I... You know, I was pretty good about it, and, you know, I just said, meet me at my garage at 6, and she was there right on time. I get nervous about her, but she's pretty good when it comes to comedy and, you know, being places on time, which, of course, as you know, I find very attractive. And we did the gig, and it was okay. It was 120 guys for a softball league that was having their, you know, end-of-year function and handing out trophies and stuff, and... They uh, they were all nothing but nice, and it was at some country club. But I was like, I you know, I just like, what do I do now? Because I don't want to hang around. I don't want it to be like, you know, guys, when you're at a, a bachelor party and there's strippers back in the day when they used to have those things, you know, super spreaders. Uh, but if you, you know, were at a bachelor party when you were younger and you'd go to a hotel room and you'd hang out, then strippers would come in, then it was coming with a bouncer or something. And then these guys would just be standing there, and it's like, well, this, I mean, I get it. I completely get it because there's some, you know, I mean, my crew, nobody's really going to get out of control, but I guarantee there are, I mean, you hear this in the paper all the time. So, uh, you know, 
uh, yeah, that's. I didn't want to be that guy. Where like, well, who's that guy standing there? Is that her boyfriend? And he's got to come to her gigs. You know, I, I don't know. So I was just trying to stay in the shadows. And the guy was like, "Do you want to op- You know, do you want to introduce her?" And I'm like, "No, I want to have nothing to do with it." And um, you know, she did great and everything, but I was like really trying to find a place to stand. And then, you know, I just was ready to go because it was any, but but they loved talking to her, and you know, like great because then. You know, they're all really getting their money's worth because maybe she didn't do enough time. But then the after, they like love talking to her. They're taking pictures. They were asking for autographs. So it's great. But she's drinking. And I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not drinking because the night before I got so drunk. My friend Lawrence had a party for his wife and it was right down the street from my house. And, you know, all my childhood friends were there. So it was really fun. I had every intention of getting drunk. So, but I don't know why I, I feel like I got drunker than usual. I mean, I was really hammered and I'm not exactly sure why. Cause I've had, you know, like maybe cause I had the fourth, I had a doers. They didn't have Johnny Walker black. So I was drinking doers. I don't know. Maybe that's more powerful. And then I switched to beer and yeah, I don't know what happened. I mean, I just, <laughs> you know, I always say this all, I don't know what happened. I, I was just so wasted and I don't remember how I got home, but I remember these little, you know, patches. (laughs) So the place, this really awesome bar restaurant, which I'd never seen before, it's got this unbelievable outside and then a little cove where you can have a private party outside. It was, it was really terrific. I got to say, Lawrence put a, a nice shindig together and we all had a, and it was a perfect evening, which is a miracle, you know, in the middle of October, the weather was, I didn't need a jacket. And today I went outside. I totally needed a jacket. It was freezing. It was freezing last night. But yeah, you didn't even need a jacket. That's only two days ago. And, you know, it was like really fun. Um, but, but I, I, again, I just got, I got so hammered. I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> it's funny every time. I, say, I don't know what happened. It's weird. <laughs> and so everybody left. And that, the problem is because I was so close to home. What, you know, when I get that wasted sometimes at that bar hangout down the village, I, you know, I walk, I walk to like 23rd and 1st to try and kind of have it taper off and then maybe I'll ride the bike home or whatever, right? And I feel like that kind of sobers me up. And, you know, being so close to home, there was no way to get sober. I mean, I walked, you know, but it's like 20 blocks, which is, which is technically just not enough. But a normal person, if you don't live in New York City, you're like, you walked 20 blocks after being wasted? Like, but that's like, eh. And I, you know, um, so I'm walking up. So, I, you know, the way I do it, it's it's really kind of interesting. The bar's on 40th and 2nd. And, you know, I live up uh, by like 60th Street. So that's about 20 blocks, right? And uh, so I have to go through this place called Tudor City, which is really, you know, nice. But if you, you know, are a fan of this podcast and you know what I'm about to talk about, uh, Scarface. If you have seen the movie Scarface, it is that exact section where they're planning to blow up that guy's car. He's, he's going to do 60 minutes next week. This, Tony, is our problem. He is our problem. Do you have... But the problem is he speaks no English. He's good at getting rid of problems. Uh, remember when they're sitting in the car with that guy? And it's so funny. They're sitting in the car in Tudor City in Scarface. And they're waiting, they're going to plant this bomb in this guy's car, and they're going to blow it up, and as you know, which is, uh, you know, which makes the movie great, 
the one thing Tony Montana won't do is kill innocent children. He doesn't care about anybody else. Or maybe even, I don't know, maybe he's got a code against women. He never I don't think he kills any women in the movie either. It's just guys that kind of deserve it. And uh, he says, I'm not going to kill any children. And, and, then, and the change of consciousness, of course, brings down his entire empire, which, of course, makes the movie really great. But when they're at that scene and they're sitting there in the car and they have, of course, empty Budweiser cans in the windshield, which I know it's 1983 and actually supposed to be earlier, I guess, right? Uh, it came out in 83, but I think it's supposed to be earlier because I remember the flaw in the movie was that one of the scenes was taking place. I, I don't remember when, but maybe 19, because I don't remember. Maybe it was when Carter was president. So maybe it takes place in 79 or something. And they pass a USA Today stand, and USA Today didn't uh, become established until 1982. So uh, I called up Brian De Palma, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? No. So, but it is true. So they're sitting there, but they're trying to assassinate this guy, but they got beer cans in their windshield. One cop car goes by there. It's like the worst sting operation in the history of the planet, but it's funny. But they're in this one location, and this guy's guard part you know if you walk through this area and you just like and you see it you're like where where the guy's car is parked this diplomat who's going to speak to you where his car is parked like you're not allowed to park there it's like it's in this one area by these steps right across from the un you're not supposed to park there and if you are parking there, i mean how are they not watching the i mean this, this is the only reason i got a problem with the movie because i know the area and i'm like you can't park there so the whole movie doesn't work for me then but anyway that scene that's where i walk up and across and it's exciting every time because i know scarface took place there so so i walk through there and then i walk down these steps to the un on first avenue and then i walk towards my house and then when i get to about i guess 49th street it starts this big hill it's really annoying when i'm on the bike um that's why the electric bike is totally key for going home it's a very steep hill and you might remember that hill From the movie Manhattan, the Woody Allen movie, which is a clip of which we just played about two weeks ago, actually, with the. My my doctor said I was having the wrong kind of orgasm. Really? Because for me, every time, right on the money. Um, And when he first uh, meets Diane Keaton at that party and they're walking up, they are walking up this hill on First Avenue. I noticed it now. And uh, and they stop somewhere for food. Now, I, I don't. You know, this is, took place in 1979, so I don't think the place where they stopped it, and that could be a completely different location anyway because he doesn't use stuff that's logistically correct because there aren't... I mean, I know there are people that live in New York City who like his movies, but, you know, if you move around a town, you're not going to know the difference. But they're walking up this avenue. I'm like, look, I've gone through all these classic movies that I like, these scenes. It's amazing. Even being this drug, I'm like, this is fun. And I stopped at this sandwich shop or this deli that I never noticed before. I mean, seriously, it must be, I don't know, eight blocks away, right on First Avenue. I don't even know what it's called, but I I drove past it last night. That's right. But, yeah, so I was walking by, and I'm like, I'm going to get something to eat, which was probably a bad choice. But, you know, I usually like to eat something before I go to bed when I'm wasted. But I was really wasted. And I went into this place, and it was this magical place that was just the the guy you know i I don't know what time it was it probably wasn't even that late it felt like it was three or four in the morning but i think it was only midnight and this guy was like hey can i get a sandwich he goes yeah sure 
whatever you want. And he had a board, and I was just like, I'll have the uh, Spaniard. I, I don't know what it was. It was like a, a delicious hot sandwich with uh, roast beef, I think, and cheese and lettuce. It, it was it was delicious. I mean, I don't know what, what it was, but it was a nice, clean deli. I'd never seen it before. It was rather thriving. There was a, a hot girl with a really cute dog there that I was like, I'm going to go annoy her. That's a tells old joke. Um, but I did talk to her because I, I, I couldn't help myself. Uh, I, I, I wanted to know where she lived. <laughs> I was like, hey, you live in my neighborhood? Um, and, and I don't know. And I got that and some, I, what, I, I, don't, I don't remember what happened. I just can't remember. I was like, where is this place? You could even, I, could, I sat down for a while. At, they had tables. I, I just, where's, where's this place been? I go to this crappy place across the street from my house. It's gross. I mean, really gross. I mean, I like it in there. I like the guys in there, but it's like gross. This is like a nice place, and it didn't seem that pricey, but again, I was kind of really out of my mind. And then I like walked back home, but I stumbled back home. I mean, I could tell. I was like, you know, I couldn't even walk, and I got home, and I ate that sandwich, the whole thing, and there was pickle juice everywhere. I don't know what was happening. I was so wasted. My God. Then I watched TV for a bit and went to bed. And then I woke up like three hours later and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be so sick. But I held out because you know how I hate throwing up, but I thought it was going to happen. And I was like, why did I eat that sandwich? Because that's all you're thinking of. You know, when you're going to throw up, you're thinking about what caused this. And that causes you to actually throw up because the mind can make you throw up. But I held on and then I was just hung over all day. And again, it's just so funny. I mean, I've definitely had three or four scotches well maybe not four but yeah i don't know i guess it i guess it's a balance of what you've eaten that day and if there's weight but i definitely drank a lot of fluids before i got there too but i don't know it was certainly funny and before i got there by the way i ran into my neighbor that you know went to venice and didn't get me that gondola hat and um i ran into her just before i went to the party and she told me that she, her cancer came back. She has uh, ovarian cancer. And she said, oh, it came back. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And she goes, yeah, they told me, you know, there was a chance of it coming back, and it did. So, you know, I got to go, I got to start chemo again next week. And I'm like, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, if you need anything, you know, definitely call me. I'm home all the time. And I'm like, listen, I don't want to be rude. I'm just saying, you know, there is something to karma. And I feel if you would, bought me that gondola hat back maybe none of this would have happened <laughs> i really did say it because um you know it's funny really funny and you know she definitely found it funny she goes, all right well i'm going to venice next summer and i think she's like telling herself that because she's like i'll be better right then and i'm gonna bring you back a goddamn gondola <laughs> and i'm like all right yeah and just the five dollar kind they sell on the street is really fine so uh but don't forget uh so that was funny i was in a pretty good mood when i walked out there i thought i i looked okay and it was like i said a beautiful night on thursday in new york city anyway so going back to last night you know august i'm not drinking because i, I can't i'm like really i i was hung over and so i'm like i don't want any drinks i can't even have a beer so i didn't drink anything so i was kind of a wet blanket i guess but I was also driving, and I was in an area I didn't know, so I didn't want to drink. Uh, you know, sometimes I don't care. If I know exactly where I'm going, 
maybe I drink, but I didn't want to drink because I was driving and and Olga was like yelling at me, you know, maybe if you had a drink and I'm like, you know, you're the passenger, you should be grateful I'm not drinking. But then, you know, she was just there the whole day, everybody was talking, but I was like, well, when is this going to end? And I wanted to eat something and this guy told me that there was a sushi restaurant that was open till like 11. I'm like, that's great because Olga and I were talking about eating afterwards. So I guess that's what I was like motivated to like get out of there and get because these restaurants, you know, they're going to close. And boy, was she annoying afterwards. I mean, in the sense of like, well, this is open till 11. So we'll be there by 1045. And I'm like, no, kid, well, you don't know how restaurants work. We're going to walk in. They're going to say kitchens closed. I know they're open till 11. Trust me. She's like, no, 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 it's OK. And I'm like, no, no. We're not doing that because you know how it is. Anybody knows. They say it's open till 11. You know you walk in at 1030. They're going to be like, sorry. Maybe. Mostly. And what's, you know, then you rushed out. It's, I'm like, there's plenty of places to go. And, but there wasn't. I mean, we really looked. We even tried. So then we decide, all right, we'll just go to this place called the TikTok Diner, which I'd been dying to go to. I said, here's where we're going to go. We passed it on the way. It's by the Meadowlands. I said, here's where we're going to go after. It'll be fun. We'll go to a diner after even though we were getting serious with the sushi. We, we come home, it's like the diner closes at 12. I'm like, well, how the fuck is that possible? How did the diner close at 12? It's COVID. It's ruined everything. I mean, sure, a regular sushi restaurant closing early, that makes sense. But a goddamn diner? Then we go like, well, I guess we'll go to the city. And everything's closed. Everything is closed. In New York City, we couldn't get, couldn't eat anywhere. So then we, we were like, well, you know what's definitely open? Whoa Hops. In Chinatown, they're open like till 5 a.m. and possibly 24 hours. I don't even know. They're closed, or at least they said it on the website. That was shocking because that is the late night place, but it's all COVID related. I guess they can't get staff. They can't do anything. And so we're in, I mean, we checked a bunch of places. We couldn't believe they're closed. We called this place Blue Ribbon Sushi, which I know is a sushi place that's open till 3 or 4 a.m. That's what makes it so terrific. In the West Village, right on Sullivan Street, we called them up. It was 11.30, or it was 11.15. They're like, yeah, we're closed. So there was like nowhere, and she was going to buy me dinner, which, you know, merely made me happy. So then I don't mind going to Blue Ridge Sushi. I definitely wasn't going, because it's very expensive. It's like going to Nobu, you know, but it's like a tiny step down from Nobu, but the prices aren't. But you can have really, really delicious sushi in New York City. It's not like L.A. where you can go to a strip mall and have great sushi. You can have really delicious sushi at 2.30 in the morning, which is terrific. The reason why you live here, I guess. But yeah, everything was closed. I mean, everything was closed. And she lives in the West Village, so I parked the car, which I was just, I don't even want to go here in my car. I am so done. It's, I know I just told you the story how kind of romanticizing Manhattan, because that's what I'm trying to bring it back to my mind, but I think, <laughs> but yesterday I was just complaining, I'm done, I'm done. Because I think there's certain areas I just don't want to be in. I don't want to be driving my car around in the West Village on a Friday or Saturday night. Because it's just too many people and they're all young and I am just like feel out of place. But, you know, I parked the car and then we went to uh, the restaurant that she said we called up. They said they're open till two. We walk and they're like, no, our kitchen's closed. And then she starts going, yeah, but couldn't we? And I'm like, oh, my. And I just walked right out. I'm like, I told you this was going to happen. You suck. And the fact that she just won't listen, you know, it's like it was really annoying. And, and I just left. And then we finally went. And she's like, I know a place. And we went to this other place. And they were open. And she just, the way she says, like, can we order? And I'm like, why don't you just say, are you still serving dinner? You know, why, why can we order something? And what, what is that? It's like she's never been to a restaurant before or something. 
So we go to this place, and then the, the guy goes, yeah, sure. And he brings us in. He's like, oh, I got to see your vaccination card. So she shows her on her phone, and then I show mine. He's like, wait, can I see yours again? I'm like, sure. And I know what he's going to say. I'm like, what a piece of shit this guy is already. I have the Johnson & Johnson shot, so I got one thing. He goes, there's supposed to be two things on here. I'm like, what are you, a fucking idiot? You never heard of the Johnson & Johnson shot? He goes, oh, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, no, seriously, are you a fucking idiot? I was so angry. He's like, I'm sorry, it was a mistake. And I'm like, who can make a mistake like that? Like, everyone knows. I mean, it's not like he's five. He's obviously like a 25-year-old. Maybe he's 22. Who the fuck doesn't know that? He's working at this restaurant. Are you telling me I'm the only person who's come into that restaurant with the Johnson & Johnson shut? It might be because I think it's like a healthy restaurant, which is why it was awful. But it, maybe that's the and healthy people didn't get the Johnson & Johnson shot. Only big fat slobs like me and Jeff Ross got the Johnson & Johnson shot. But Jesus, how do you fucking not know? You're checking everybody's vaccination card. You say, I'm the only person you've ever seen who has the Johnson & Johnson shot, which maybe could be true. But what a complete asshole. So we got into it. He, he apologized again later, but I really, oh, I was so, was so angry. And then, uh, you know, so then we had, I finally had a drink. Well, that was okay because I was finally home. And I was like, you know what? I think I need a glass of wine. This, everything's pissing me off. I'm so angry about everything. I don't know what. I don't know why. I'm depressed. I'm like, you know, now I'm driving people to gigs. I'm not even performing. I mean, what what is this? And I'm talking to my friend Mike Royce yesterday. And I go, hey, can you do the show next week? And he's like, I don't know. You know, maybe I might have to bail. I got three pitches this week. I'm like, this guy's, you know, we started out together and he's doing so well and he produced these shows and he only had me on one and it still pisses me off. It's like, I got pitched, I might have to bail. And I'm like, that's not what I want to hear. What do you mean I might have to bail? You can either do it or you can't do it. And that just pissed me off. And that had nothing to do with Olga, but I'm pretty sure I took it out on her in my attitude. But I tried not to. And we got a bottle of wine. And so then I was, uh, you know, feeling okay. I think we must have had like two and a half glasses apiece or something. So that was all right. And I had this, you know, she ordered a bunch of vegetables that were bad. Broccoli Rob. And it sucked. And I said, this isn't good. And she goes, no, it's not good. I'm sorry, it should be like salty or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just saying this isn't very good. And the wine wasn't very good either. And um, this mushroom thing was okay. And then I ordered some that pep, that thing I ordered last Friday with, with Artie's sister, uh, Pepidori. I, I don't know what it was. And it was okay. Yeah, that place sucked. And again, uh, she's like, why don't you like it? I'm like, I don't like crummy snobatoriums like this. You know, they're all like full of themselves with their stupid vegetable thing for $30 for a fucking mushroom. That kind of stuff makes me angry. But it was nice to be back in the city. And, you know, I feel like I looked like I I mean, she looked horrible. You know, I mean, she's still pretty, but she was like wearing sweats. And uh, I'm like, that's what you're wearing to the gig. Probably a good move for 120 guys. But uh, she still comes off as sexy, which is fascinating but again it was nice to relax and kind of be home with the car and everything but then in my mind i'm like all right now what am i doing with my car after am i bringing it home am i bringing it back to the garage i'm like this this what goes to my mind i can't even have a good time it's horrible so then we're going to my car and we see marie's crisis now i don't know if you remember you know i used to talk about marie's crisis all the time i think it's this gay bar downtown and all they do is sing show tunes and stuff and then we got into an altercation with the guy at the door there, he was such a prick. And I'm like, hey, is, uh, does Dexter still work here? She goes, hey, he goes, I've been here 13 years, and I've never heard of a Dexter. I'm like, this. I'm like, listen, I've been coming here before you were even born, you fucking piece of shit. 
We were so angry, and Olga was angry at that time. She couldn't get over the guy at the door being so rude. I didn't even want to go in because it was too crowded, but it was kind of nice to go in. But then the piano player they had there sucked. Like, he wasn't living up. It was awful. And then he was playing. Oh, my God, right. I taped it on my phone to play for you, and I forgot. He was playing something from Pocahontas. I, you know, what the fuck is that? I, I want to hear something from Gypsy or... You know, something, I, I mean, this, this sucked. This old guy used to always play a chorus line in Annie. That's all I need to hear when I go to a place like that. We're all single. He's saying he, he played three songs, then he took a break. And they were all slow, and he wasn't even playing. He was letting everybody else. It was it was awful. It was not in its what it was in its heyday. It was really shitty time. And then I had another beer there, and I just it couldn't wait to leave because it was just not fun. And that place used to be the funnest place. You know, I used to bring a tell there. In uh, you know during the insomniac years, they were excited to see him. The gay people that worked there, <laughs> you know, because that's how famous he was at that time. But oh, that place sucked. I was really upset about it. I got to call my friend Tall John and be like, "Hey, Marie's crisis it ain't happened." Or you got to go on a day when your favorite person is there. I guess that plays the piano. But that was very disappointing. And then I uh, drove her home and I said, "All right, now what do I do?" And I said, "You know what? I'm going to take my car up to my neighborhood." Because it's Friday night and there should be plenty of places to park. Well, I went around. I mean, now it's three in the fucking morning. And I'm like, I just want to park the car. And there's nowhere to park it. I mean, yes, can I park in the parking garage? Why would I do that? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just looking around. I'm, I mean, I must have gone around for 20, 25 minutes looking for a space. I can't believe there was nothing. I guess maybe Saturday nights are better. But I can't. It, usually I can always find something at three in the morning on a Friday I don't know what I'm like. You got to be kidding me that now I got to go all the way back to my garage and park. And that's going to be a nightmare because, you know, that guy ain't going to be he's going to be fast asleep. So I go there and now it's like three thirty in the morning. I'm like, uh, and the garage is completely closed. I'm calling. I'm pressing the button. Nobody's answering. I'm kicking the door. I'm like, come on. Ugh. And, and then finally, this idiot comes out. And he must be new. And I'm like, uh, yeah. And he's like, can I help you? I'm like, can you help me? What the fuck? Open this garage. I'm a monthly. And and he was such a dick. And I'm like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And he goes, excuse me? And I'm like, what? Uh, nothing. I'm, I'm going to tell the manager about him. I'm really pissed. He was such an asshole. I mean, I'd be an asshole two or three thirty in the morning. But I mean, that's your fucking job, right? I'm a monthly person. I pay a lot of money to park in that stupid garage, even though it's not as, you know, maybe it's $300 less than you pay in there. But still... God damn. I mean, I need that piece of shit in there. I mean, you don't want to pick on somebody that works midnight till 6 a.m. at a garage, but it's not like he was doing anything. He was sleeping in the car, you know? I mean, what do you want me to do? Leave the fucking garage open. I mean, at that hour, I need that. Then I got to walk home. Like, I know I still got to walk all the way home. So I'm like, this sucks. So it did suck. And it was freezing. I was freezing. And I was walking home and shivering because obviously, you know, I just can't handle cold weather anymore. I guess I'm an old man who needs to retire to Florida. I can't take it. it this is it. Now we know. About 50, 55, 56, it's over. You need to move to Florida immediately. I'm already a senior citizen. Oh, anyway, that leads us to uh, today being a little over. Because also, this is so funny. Here's the other reason I was upset. You ready for this? You ready for this? This is the crazy world of Dave Jessica that you, you know, you love because there's somebody much crazier than you could possibly ever imagine. 
So last week, I think I might have told you that, you know, Marina texted me like, hey, Sarah's here, meaning she's at the Comedy Cellar. And I'm like, really? And that pisses me off when Sarah comes to town and I got to hear about it from everyone else. Oh, I saw Sarah at the cellar. Did you know? she? I'm like, and then I have to pretend. I'm like, yeah, hey, I knew she was in town. You know, I'm like, this is my best pal. She comes into town. She doesn't fucking tell me. And then I realize why. I think, um, I think she was opening or working with Chelsea Handler. And she knows how I feel about her, and I think that's why she didn't tell me. But whatever. I let it go. I didn't talk to her. I didn't do anything. And then yesterday, just before we're about to leave, she calls, and she goes, hey, I'm in town. And she's like, I've just been really busy, and I'm staying by your place, and you know, let, now I have time. And I'm like, ugh. Because, because the only thing I was looking forward to was today, taping the podcast and just having my normal Saturday, which is just so stupid that she's messing up my doing nothing. I do the podcast, I do the Billy Joel podcast, I usually do marinas, which I don't have to do, and then I cook dinner, and that's my Saturday, and that's what I've become accustomed to, and now she's changed my plans. But think about that. I'm so angry that tonight I've got to hang out with Sarah Silverman. Think about that. Is that a fucking insane person or what? Uh, she's like, come on, we can have dinner, and I'm like, ugh, what is the matter with you? You, you think just buying me dinner is going to solve this? She doesn't even know, like, you know. That I'm so insane. I'm like, um, well, I kind of have a ritual on Saturday. I wake up early. I do the podcast. I send out all my social media for the week, you know, on timers. And then I cook dinner. And then I play a video game on my phone until about midnight. And then sometimes I do some more work. And then, you know, I just wait for Sunday. Oh, my God. And yet I love it. Because <laughs> I get so much done on Saturdays. It's so weird that I can't get that much done during the week when I still don't have anything to do. I mean, seriously, I'm pathetic. On Wednesday, think about this. I, all right, so, all right, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, so, all right, I was very, very depressed on Sunday. On Saturday, uh, no. I'm trying to figure out when I, oh, right, yeah, no, on Sunday, I was very depressed. I went to the stupid tailgate, the Giants tailgate, which I, I don't even know why I'm going anymore. And um, Lee's cousin, this kid Lewis, is a complete asshole. He, he never was. I mean, I don't know. I met him since he was 14. Now he's maybe he's 20. I don't know. Maybe he's 21. And he's unvaccinated. And, it, you know, whatever. He's asked everybody, is everybody okay with this, whatever. But he's also, like, just a dick. And, I, I mean, that's what I noticed this time. I'm like, wow, your cousin has become a major asshole, let alone just not getting vaccinated for religious beliefs. True religious beliefs you know which that again you know you, you want to be unvaccinated you know you know whatever whatever but you know don't don't think we're all going to be okay with it you know for not but i don't know apparently nobody stood up but we're outdoors it's no big deal but he was just such a dick he was such a dick it like ruined my buzz and i was high i don't know what happened again <laughs> this is the same story where i'm like i don't know what happened it's oh my god right so i say well i might as well go to the tailgate because i'm going to jersey anyway to make my bets so i might as well have lee drive me and then i'll just take the first train back but i know i'm gonna have a good time there and i was having a good time and then there was uh this kid who i like very much this kid jerry and and he got dicked by lee's brother Big time. He told me he had a ticket, and then Lee's brother took his son, and he was totally dicked over. He goes, that's all right. I'll just take the magic train ride home with Juskow. And I'm like, all right, now I got to leave early. I mean, that's definitely the way it looked. But I told, I, I, in my head, 
I, this is exactly what happened last night. In my head, I'm like, no, we got to get to the restaurant. We got to get to the restaurant, which, of course, we didn't need to get to the restaurant. I, she didn't even know what I was thinking. I didn't even let her know. So, it, it, you know, and then I was like, no, I got to get home. I got to get on the train. I'm like, why? Why did I have to get on that train? Who cares? And unfortunately, I got really high by my own, you know, volition. I think that's the word. Um, and I left too early. I was too high. I shouldn't have. I should. I usually wait another hour. And again, it's just like when I was walking home from too close. You know, I walked to the train and I was so high and I was sitting on the train and I'm like, this is awful. I don't know what the fuck I'm thinking. This was a huge mistake. <laughs> Traveling in, in this cooped up train this high. You know, but I was just sitting there and I'm like, no, I can make it. I can make it, right? I can make it. I have to tell myself, I got to say, I can make it. This is like when I usually have diarrhea. I'm like, wait a minute, I can do this. <laughs> so I'm just like, all right, I'm just picturing myself uh, when I get to, let's just say, 34th and Park. I can relax. That's a long way to go because that's like kind of a more mellow street and it's, uh, you know, I can relax. I won't be surrounded by so many people, right? So I'm on the train. And when you take the train from the Meadowlands, you have to stop at uh, Secaucus. And unfortunately, there the transfer there took like a half hour. So then I'm just sitting there like an idiot, and it just sucks. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so wasted. I cannot handle this. And I can't sit down and just be normal. I'm going to, like, pace around. And then I'm just like, I know I have COVID. (laughs) Everything's in my head. And then... You know, the train finally comes and it's crowded and I sit near some dude and I'm like, oh, this is the last thing I want to do. And, you know, finally made it into Penn Station. It's one stop. I'm like, I got to get out of here. So, but I just try and take it easy. I think that I put music on. I don't remember. I don't know whether I did. And I'm just like, let me just take it easy. Right. But I'm so thirsty. Parched. My throat is hurting because, you know, just the, the, the weed was really, I was coughing, you know, and, um, I, I was just like, all right, I'll get a drink. I, you know what I wanted? A nice fountain soda. That'll be great. Not just water. I want like something good. You know, like, you know, like, I, I, what did I have in my mind? I can't remember. Like a, like anything. I don't know. Just a, a fountain soda. And I was like, I'll just get it. It's easy to get Penn Station. When I walked out Penn Station, Penn Station is so gross. I'm like, I don't want to stay here another fucking minute. So I go out to 7th Avenue. I'm like, I'm sure I'll be able to find something. I walk past a Starbucks on 32nd and 7th, Okay. And, and there's a lot of people out there, even though it's Sunday. Because when I first went to Lee's, I took the motor scooter and there was nobody around because it was eight in the morning, Sunday morning. Oh, it was pleasant. And then all of a sudden, all these people were around, you know, but even though it was only like it was it was only noon. I still thought people would be, but it was all tourists. I could tell when they were talking their accents. I go to the Starbucks and I'm like, you know what? I'll get a Frappuccino. That'll be great. I think that's what it's called. Right. A nice cold drink. That'll be really terrific. They're fucking closed. Starbucks in Penn, around Penn Station was closed. I'm like, you're kidding. Really? Couldn't believe it. So I keep walking down 32nd Street, and I am looking for places. I was like, I think there's a Wendy's on this block. Maybe I can front. But the Wendy's was too far up, and I didn't want to break my path. I just wanted to head down 32nd Street. And again, 32nd Street is that little Koreatown area, and now they have all those outdoor things that that block couldn't be any more dirtier and smellier. Now it's worse. And I'm like, I got to get off this block. So I just keep pushing myself. And then I say, wait a minute. I think there's a 7-Eleven on 5th Avenue and 32nd or 33rd. Perfect. I'll go there. 
well, it wasn't on Fifth Avenue. I'm like, geez, what did I think I saw? It's on Madison Avenue, which is surprising because nothing's on Madison Avenue. But there it is, 7-Eleven, 33rd in Madison. I'm like, oh, thank God I'm going to get a Slurpee. That'll be perfect. It's fucking closed. The 7-Eleven, the 24-hour food chain or whatever the fuck it is, is closed in Manhattan on a Sunday. And now I'm I'm like, what the fuck? Did, what kind of conspiracy is this against Dave Joskow? How can these places be closed? Where am I living? What is happening? Well, and then you have to question yourself, of course, like, what kind of idiot wants to go to a 7-Eleven in Manhattan? But I, oh my God. So I just keep going. I'm like, I don't even know what to do. I go up Park Avenue, and I think on 34th, there was finally a Dunkin' Donuts, which looked completely closed. I'm like, I'm not even going to fucking check in there. I guarantee it's closed. It's open, and I get a uh, a culotta, you know, because I, I remember Mike Piazza used to drink that in the Mets, and I'm like, well, I'll have one of those. So I got that. Thank God. And they were making it, and then these girls came in, and then I started to panic because I was waiting for them to make it, and I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> That's Oh no, girls! What am I gonna do? My God, my my mind really is like a child. It's like really fucked up. So then I got the the he gave me the thing. I ran out of there, and I was like, Oh, thank God! It was delicious. I mean, delicious. It was perfect. It hit the spot. It's just too filling, and it's so I got the medium, and it's like huge. And then I just walked up Park Avenue, and it was still much more crowded than I wanted it to be. It's normally not that crowded going up towards Grand Station. But then, and so then, right, then I go, I got to go through Grand Central Station. So being that high and just not wanting to be around people, there's too many people, I had to go out of Penn Station and Grand Central Station. What? That's like the worst plan ever for where I just wanted to be, which was home or at least in a quiet place to walk Free where I can just, you know, have a pleasant walk, not with a bunch of jerk offs hanging around. My God, it sucks here sometimes. And then it's it's so complicated. It's just I don't know. I don't know what to do. I've told you two completely varying stories, two completely varying stories about living here today. One where I'm too old to live here, one where I'm too high to live here, and one that it's awesome to live here if you like all the movies we like. I mean, what the fuck is the matter with me? I am really messed up in the head, and I don't know how to fix it. And yeah, maybe I could talk to somebody, but they're gonna, I guarantee they're going to be like, I've never seen this, but this kid's a mess. <laughs> and of course, you know, I can't get a female psychologist because, uh, you know, then they'd want to go out with me. Speaking of which, I'm joking, of course, um... So on Wednesday, so, so, oh, so wait, I'm sorry, I'm not even finished. So then I get home, and I'm just, I'm, I'm so depressed. I'm depressed. The tailgate rubbed me the wrong way. It's not like I lost any bets because it hadn't happened yet. I just came in and I was like, ugh, ugh. And uh, I remember, oh, I know what happened. I think the night before, I lost like four possible jobs, you know, jobs that people put me up for they're like they went with somebody else like four maybe three and then sunday afternoon i got a call from colin saying i can't do the show tuesday so it was all just piling on he ended up being able to do it but i'm like i don't need this today i don't need this today this is a bad day for me i'm really not in a good place 
and it was just kind of piling on. And I came home, and I remember I watched, <laughs> I watched, I couldn't watch football, so I watched HR Puffins. I watched the pilot of HR Puffins. Again, really seriously, if if a psychiatrist was listening to the show, I think they would say we got to keep an eye on this guy because he's up to something. I mean, really, this is insane. I didn't even realize how insane it was until I'm talking to you now and remembering it in my head. I'm sitting there watching HR Puff and stuff because that's going to make me feel better. And it it did. <laughs> I watched the first half and then I'm like, I'll save the second. Oh, my God. But then I really went down a, like a downward spiral. I don't know what happened. I really don't know what happened. And so, yeah, I was really depressed. And it latched over to Monday where I was going to go down to the comedy cellar and see Colin play. And I'm like, I don't want to go to the cellar anymore. That's depressing me. I, 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 and I couldn't leave the house. I couldn't leave the house on Monday. I had a major issue. And I'm like, geez, I'm never going to see anybody again. And I know I'm not seeing anybody on Tuesday. But I know I'm going to go to the diner on Tuesday, have some coffee, and I'll feel better. And I did. But all I'm saying to myself on Sunday is like, well, if I don't go out Monday, at least I'm going to the dentist on Wednesday. So then I'll interact with people. Are you fucking kidding me? That's it? Well, I'm going to the dentist Wednesday. So that'll get me out of the house. I mean, this is sad. So, I mean, Tuesday was great. The show was good, and I was very happy after the diner. Then, and, and speaking of the diner, I mean, it's like Thursday, my cleaning lady came, and I was just, I called 10 people to try and go to the diner with them. I mean, I understand it's 1045 during the week, but nobody could go. I couldn't get anybody to go out with me. It was, it was really sad, but I know people are working, I guess, again, I guess. Everybody was busy. Even my 85-year-old friend in the building was like, nah, I got a virtual case today. <laughs> like, son of a bitch, that guy's always available. So I went by myself again and then just kind of walked around until she finished, but that was all right. I don't care. I like going to that diner now by myself. I just really don't like their, that diner. And Oh, and I complained because this time I ordered the grilled cheese and turkey, and I said, oh, you can deluxe it. And it clearly says when you deluxe, you get French fries, you get an onion ring, which is perfect. One onion ring is perfect. Uh, lettuce and tomato. Well, they didn't bring the lettuce, tomato, or the onion ring. So then I had to complain to the manager. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Lost my fucking mind. There was not an onion ring on this plate. And it specifically says that an onion ring is supposed to appear. Unless you change the menu. Look, I haven't ordered this in two years, but it always used to be. He's like, no, no, we haven't changed it. It was supposed to come. I'm like, well, I'm just saying, I mean, if it wasn't supposed to come with it, it's okay. I get it. I'm just saying it usually did. If you tell me you changed the menu. <laughs> I was like, no, it's, a, it's all right. It's all right. I'll take it. Don't worry about it. I'm like, sir, sir, sir you got to relax. And I'm like, right, right, right. I, I've just, uh, I've had a lot of coffee. I'm sorry about that. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like a child and an old man. I'm telling you. If you were listening to this podcast for the first time, let alone being a therapist, you'd be like, this is insane. And I secretly love it. Well, why wouldn't you? There's somebody out there that's so insane. He does childish stuff and old man stuff at the exact same time. What is going on in that guy's brain? How do you watch HR Puff and stuff one day and then yell at a manager the next day for not bringing you your onion ring? Oh, my God. I'm too chilly. I got to move out of the city. I can't. I'm too cold. Oh, no. The girls just walked in. I mean, look at it. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, it's funny now that I'm saying it. So, yeah, Monday, I was just so down. And then Wednesday. So, Wednesday, I go to the dentist, right? And, you know, I've. And this is how you do it. I said, listen, I'm going to ask out this dental hygienist once and for all. I, you know, text her something. She's really pretty. 
And this time I came in and she goes, oh, you're wearing black. I've never seen you in black. You look really great in black. And I'm like, they, all right. And I said, all right, I'm asking her out. And then I said, what are you doing Saturday? And she goes, I'm going away, which she always does. She goes, she likes hiking. And I'm like, all right, fine. And then I texted her. I said, do you want to go out for dinner on Wednesday? I mean, I made it official next Wednesday after work. She goes, I, no, I'm going away that day. I mean, I know she travels a lot. So it's all right. But at least she responded. But I, I did formally ask her out because, I don't know, again, I know it's so crazy, right? I'm like, but, but my teeth are really clean. She's like, well, your teeth look great. So I'm like, you know, it's not like she's like, ugh. Or maybe she is. I don't know. I figure at this time, the hygienist is always looking at your teeth anyway. My niece must be looking at my teeth all the time now. In fact, she says, why aren't you coming to me? And I'm like, because I'm in love with my hygienist. But that's hilarious. And then the doctor comes in who I love, and he goes, oh, did you make a date? And we, I think he was talking about, obviously, the, uh, you know, making a new appointment. But it's, but we both giggled because, you know, it was just like out of a sitcom. Did you guys make a date yet? Uh, we were working on it. And that, of course, is my favorite thing in the whole world. So that's, And then I went to my mother's house because <laughs> I, I, I knew I had something to do on Thursday. And I went on Wednesday, which totally threw me off. <laughs> and we had sushi instead of going to the diner because I had already been to the diner or I was going to go to the I was sandwiching in the diner. So I said, let's get sushi today. And she loves going to get sushi. So we go to this place. And it's fucking, the service there is so fucking stupid. I say, yeah, give me a ginger ale. Ginger ale never comes. Of course, she comes later. She goes, did you get your ginger ale? I'm like, I did not. She's like, oh. Then, of course, she speaks no English. Ugh. And then I said, well, can, you get a, can we get another pot of tea? She's like, sure. Never comes. So I'm furious. You know, again, I know. But that's not old man. I mean, she didn't bring me anything I wanted. And you know it's going to be on the bill. And she, my mother's like, well, you take it out of the tip. And I'm like, I can't do that. The, 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 I can never take money out of the tip even if you suck. I'll always leave 20, 21, 22%, even if they are horrible. Because that gives me the right to complain. So I called her over and I'm like, listen, can I ask you a question? Do you hate me? Because I asked for a tea and she's pretending she doesn't know what she's talking about. I know she knows exactly what I'm talking about. And then I'm trying to kind of make it light. But I have to tell her she sucks. And then, of course, I'm going to tip her. The I said, mom, let me take care of the tip. Let me take care of it because my mother always pays for lunch. And I'm like, you don't have any money either. So why don't let, let me pay. Uh, and then I was like, let me take care of the tip because she, she was going to leave. You know, she's an old woman. They don't leave a lot of money. So I left the regular thing because that gives me the right to complain about all this. As long as I leave a good tip, what can, what's she going to say? She's like, oh, I'll, I'll let that guy come in here next time. I'm still afraid that guy at the garage is going to do something in my car. I'll take a dump in this guy's car. I better be careful, but I'm telling you, I gotta, I'm going to tell the manager. <laughs> oh, my God. I am really fucked up. Wow. 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 Oi. Oh, yeah, right, right. And then on Monday, I couldn't go out, okay? You want to hear some more fuck? Let's just go for it today, right? I couldn't go out. I couldn't go out. I couldn't go to the cellar. I can't be around people. I had plenty of time to go to Hoboken, ride the ferry, and make a bet. Which was good because it got me, again, I, I took the regular bike. I didn't want the electric. I was like, let me get some exercise. And then I walked back. And I'm like, well, I got some exercise. But for what reason? That's the worst part. 
Oh my god. Oh my. An hour of just complaining. But you know, now that I'm here, let me get the uh these articles that I wanted to tell you about. This is when we were talking about food. They had an article in the paper today. There's a, a, a Brooklyn uh, deli owner, and he's been making all these unbelievable sandwiches. And so it's becoming like it. And it's so brilliant. He, he's in Red Hook, Brooklyn, and he's making these delicious new kind of sandwiches that everybody's into. And it's so brilliant. If you're going to own a bodega, like that place I went to down the street, you might as well try and make something special. And that's like he's in a, you know, to make yours stand out since there's so many delis in New York. So he makes these things. His name is Muhammad. He thrives on improvising. So he has the one standby uh, is a bacon, egg, and cheese that adds French fries and uses hash browns as the bread. Hello. Then he's got pastrami, peppers, chicken, and mozzarella sticks between two Jamaican beef patties to make a special one dubbed the New York Post. And another is a chopped cheese plus bacon, veggies, and mozzarella sticks. Do I love this guy? I got Now, what, I got to go to Red Oak Brooklyn? Or buy the, I mean, the, they have pictures of it. It looks amazing. If you want to look up the, the pictures, <laughs> it's in the New York Post today or Saturday. Oh, my God. <laughs> it looks so good. What's better than an awesome sandwich? Nothing. Nothing at all. When we... Uh, started the podcast i played uh, history of the world part two because if you were listening to my show on tuesday i was talking about that mel brooks is going to finally make a history of the world part two and as you know we have been playing clips from history of the world part one for so many years of course not mel brooks best movie but still awesome right i mean there's certain scenes that are unbelievable, like this one. Yes, now, tonight, we have a private party. A private party. Take their orders. Take their orders. Be correct. Be correct. Be polite. Be polite. And push the mulled wine. We are stuck with it. Push the mulled wine. We're stuck with it. Don't write it now. Sir. Now go. Yes, sir. Can't get any good help today. Before this night is over, one of you shall betray me three times. No. No. Master, how can you feel that anyone here would betray you? You who we would follow even unto our death. Yes. Yes. Does everybody want soup? Please, we must talk. This may be our last supper. Hey, it's my first order. Oh, look, one little question I'll let you all go. Are you all together or is it separate checks? Please, go away. Go away. Right, okay, okay. Yea, yea, so you say. But one who sits amongst us has already betrayed me this night. Who? 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 Who can it be? Judas! Do you want a beverage? (laughs) Try the mulled wine. It's terrific. (laughs) No! Leave us alone! Go! 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 right. Jesus. Yes. What? 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 Yes. Jesus! What? Yes. What? (laughs) You said what? What? Nothing. Oh, my God. That's still fucking funny as shit. And, of course, my favorite scene, I mean, which I use on Marina's podcast on a daily basis, which makes all of her, um, the black listeners or watchers, viewers like that, they, they love it, though, but I talk about it all the time. All right, take all these rejects over the Coliseum, sell them for lion bait. No! Wait a minute! Wait, wait. 
Wait a minute! What is this with lions? I can't go to the lions. I cannot go to the lions. Oh no, because I happen to know that the lions only eat Christians. Christians. And I am a Jew. <laughs> Jewish person. Yes, I can prove it. Watch this. Look at it. Hava, Nagila, Hava, Nagila, Hava, Nagila, English for Hava. Everybody. Hava, Nagila, Hava, Nagila, Hava, Nagila, Hava. Wait, listen. I'm Jewish, I'm telling you. Call the temple. Call the rabbi. Call the Samus Davis Jr. Call Samus. He'll vouch for me. He and I are tight. He knows me. Jewish, huh? He missed. <laughs> I, I jumped and he missed. It was his first day on the job. He was very nervous. Look, I got an appointment for Thursday. 11 o'clock, I go in to give me a local. Boop, I'm out. <laughs> Get him out of here. Wait a minute, wait. You're going to blow this now. You can make a lot of money with me. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Money? Come here. How? Oh. I'm very entertaining. I got special talents. I'll show you. Look out. Sand. I got to have a little sand. What? Sand. You're standing on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I did a sand on the stage for the native shim-sham sand dance. Look out, I'm going to start. Born to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what country are you from? Ethiopia. What part? 125th Street. <laughs> I'm gonna sign him up. The big turn. And that's the Ethiopian Shim Sham. Oh, man. Gregory Hines was the greatest. You know, I just saw an old Will and Grace the other day. I think she was dating Gregory Hines once. It was so funny. Because they had their, they were doing repairs in their house. It was all cleared out of furniture. And I'm like, this is so obvious. And I don't remember seeing this episode ever. I'm like, they're obviously going to get Gregory Hines to tap dance. It's so obvious to me what the plan is here. And of course they did. And he's so fucking awesome. He was so cool. And he died so prematurely. And he was great. So... History of the World Part 2 finally coming to Hulu like in an eight-part series. Mel Brooks is 95. He's got Wanda Sykes writing on it and a couple of other great people that'll make it great. They'll know what to do. And then uh, I guess he can... uh, That'll be it. (laughs) That'll be his legacy. History of the World Part 2 on Hulu. He made it all the way to a a Hulu special. Mel Brooks. Boy, was he something else. uh, Movies that you can't make anymore. Uh, meanwhile, speaking of which, there's an article I was going to bring up uh, Tuesday on the show, is that the guy who directed and wrote Airplane, one of the brothers, David Zucker, wrote an article the other day talking about how you know he probably couldn't make Airplane today, and he's like, it's so fucking sad. And then he kind of broke it down to where, actually, the only reason that we have any of these issues, that Dave Chappelle is in trouble or any of the people... Is there a way to determine what exact number of America's population is killing joy for everyone? Since I can't seem to find one, let's go with Philip's estimation. I don't know. He's talking about somebody. An estimation of 30 million people on Twitter, which computes to roughly 9% of America's population. So he's basically saying 
that only 9% of the population are ruining it for everybody. And I'm fascinated with that. When you think about it, 9%. And that's what Chappelle should say that too. Because if you're just talking about the transgender people, then it's probably just 1% of the population. But you're pleasing 99%. The next time I see him, I'm going to tell him this. And I'm like, use this as an example. Because now he says, oh, I'd be open to talking to Netflix. I'm like, Dave, don't do that. Fuck! They finally printed what he was saying, and I was just like, this isn't that bad. People have to relax. And it's just like the way he said, who are the people killing the joy for everyone else in this in the world or the country? And there it is, right? It's just 9%. The 9 percenters, he calls it. Very interesting. Also, you probably heard what happened to Alec Baldwin the other day. So, I mean, this guy cannot get out of his own way. He just can't. It's not his fault. He just can't get out of controversy. It's awful. The guy, he's always in the news, and he he murdered somebody. I mean, it was an accident, but if you haven't heard, Alec Baldwin was on a movie set, and he shot off a gun with blanks, and he killed the cinematographer. Of course, the question is, why did he kill the cinematographer and not another actor? But I guess he, the camera was on him or whatever. But... um the thing is weird, and nobody's talked about this, but the cinematographer's a woman, and she was Ukrainian, and she kind of was involved with the government. She was an investigative journalist. There's all these things which tell me uh, something might have been a little bit off with this whole situation. I don't think Alec Baldwin had anything to do with it. I really don't. I mean, of course I don't. I mean, I don't, there's no way. He's not, I mean, that would, you know, you, you can't be that stupid. You live a charmed life. Why would you? Fuck that up. But I mean, even like with his wife and marrying his wife and that she's a phony and she's not even Spanish or something. I mean, this guy just cannot. It's to live a charmed life and then also have all this is, these issues. It's weird. But uh, yeah, they're, so he's he's really upset. I, I can imagine that. But it's, it's really weird that this, you know, the cinematographer died. Really, you would have thought it would be another actor. <laughs> that it's just how did that happen? Uh, and then somebody else too, like got her injured, but this must've been an unbelievable, I mean, a blank still something comes out of the gun. Why are you shooting that anyway? There's, you're telling me there's no way to just have a gun that makes some noise. It's kind of odd that something does shoot out of it. It doesn't make any sense. Also, there's a statue of Jefferson that they're kicking out of, uh, the city council chamber and it, of Thomas Jefferson. And again, this is just pissing me off. Thomas Jefferson, yes, he owned slaves, but so did Washington, and so did everybody back then because it was okay, it was the norm. And But we all know that Jefferson was kind to his slaves. or whatever. I mean, what are you going to do? Did, our country sucks, and it started in a really bad way. You've got to relax. Thomas Jefferson was a great man. The reason why this country exists is because of Thomas Jefferson. Maybe it didn't start, it wasn't his idea to go get slaves. And, folks the fuck he he tried really hard to to solve the problem and think about this they're getting rid of this statue that was uh, unanimously monday to banish the nation's third president of the legislative chamber it's so uncool so i guess now we're going to get rid of nickels and two dollar bills and all this kind of stuff but it was um the statue was a gift to the city in 1834 from uriah phillips levy the nation's first Jewish naval commodore and an admirer of Jefferson's belief in religious freedom. Okay? So they're getting rid of that statue. So why can't I go and say, 
you guys are all anti-Semitic if you get rid of this statue. Now, if I say that, apparently there's an issue, right? But for some reason, they can get rid of this. Listen to the way the statue was given for the religious freedom. So he tried the best he could, but it's only one man against the South to try and get rid of slavery. And the statue itself was uh, about, a you know, uh, the, the Jewish name, an admirer of Jefferson because his belief in religious freedom. And you're getting rid of this great man who was a hero of mine. That's why I was so upset. Thomas Jefferson, as everybody knows. And, and I even got, you know, wrote a letter to the guy that played Thomas Jefferson in 1776 and Ken Howard. I mean, you know, fuck you. You know, when I wrote my show, I mean, I'm obsessed with those guys and I'm just pissed as shit that this is happening and there's nothing I can do about it. I'd like to say something, but I can't deny I'm nervous about it. Also, I've been waiting to tell you these things all this week. Um, one article, it was funny, there was an article in the Post the other day where Emma Watson, you know, beautiful Hermione Granger, met with Al Gore to discuss climate contains, contains. So the Post puts in this little caption, for a meeting with Al Gore to discuss climate change, Emma Watson shows her dedication to reducing manufacturing emissions by wearing only half a shirt. And you know what? I was like, oh, that's silly. But then I was looking at what she's wearing, and it is it is a ridiculous way to meet, uh, you know, kind of a great man, like, the, you know, the, the ex-vice president. It, it, to, yeah, to, to, to be showing your belly. I, I know it's just, it's just there is something unserious. They have a point. It seems like wearing that outfit, which, I mean, she looks great. But it does seem like, why did you choose... This one to, to have a serious discussion about climate change. I think we covered all the uh, topics today, so uh, I hope uh, you know. I mean, nothing could uh, nothing could compare to the conversation I had about my, what goes on in my head on a daily basis. So I mean, why did we even go over any of those topics? But I I rip them out of the newspaper when I see them, or I write them down, and I say, well, this would be interesting today. So that's why I brought them up. And next week, we'll have a whole new set of topics. Now, this week on the show, I told you, Wendy Liebman and Wayne Fetterman. And uh, I'm just uh, still very much enjoying doing the show. Uh, this week on Billy Joel, I told you I can't remember what's coming up. I think it's, if I only had the words, and what's the other one? And then uh, an interview with Kyle Dunnigan, who's amazing. You might have heard of him on the Howard Stern Show. He does amazing imitations. And he actually danced on the piano with Billy Joel at Ringley Field. And it's a great story. He's an interesting fellow. Uh, that's all on Billy Joel's stuff nonsense. Also, Wednesday, November 3rd, we'll, I'll be at the Westside Comedy Club, my monthly show. Uh, this time we've got Mike Vecchione again and his girlfriend, Katie Hannigan, and Adrian Apolucci, who is very dark and dirty and interesting. Uh, also, Olga, Elon, and I was going to, Molly Heckerling was supposed to be on, but she's still afraid of COVID. So instead, she chose to go to a Sheba show, Sheba Mason show, which is a complete super spreader, which I told her yesterday. She's like, what? I'm like, yep. So chew on that. Because I really, I, you know, I wanted to meet her in person and hang out with her. And, I, you know, I know she does comedy, but she's like, man, I can't do it until my children are vaccinated. Meanwhile, she's going to Sheba show. And I was like, come on, what are you crazy? This, this is going to be like two people at my show. Be lucky if it's not canceled. Gonna be embarrassed in front of Adrian and, and Mike if it's canceled. Hopefully it won't be. That is November 3rd. Of course, obviously, if you are a Patreon subscriber at the uh, Maggie Levy, you get in for free. If you are indeed in New York City, remember the next one I think will be the first 
Thursday in December. Certainly there are people that travel here during that time of the year, or they used to back when things were goddamn normal and you could eat at a restaurant after midnight in Manhattan. So what's the point of coming here if everything is just like everywhere else? Ugh. So... Anyway, hopefully everything will be better this week for me, personally, I'm just saying. And I hope everything is better for you guys because, you know, again, it's technically the greatest time of the year. I just got to get with the program. I got to lighten up, and I guess I got to get some form of job, and that'll probably help too, right? Or something. I need something to do. I mean, I do enjoy doing nothing, obviously, but got to get out of the depression, and sometimes happens, and who knows? Maybe it's the medication I stopped taking. Who knows, Right? Right? What happened with that? They told me to stop taking the thyroid medication, and now I'm going crazy. Maybe there's something to it. Maybe there's something to it. I don't know. But all that will be revealed in our next show, which will be, I believe, in November. November 2, to be uh, precise. November 2. I know that's the day that I have Amy Asbeck on the show, so there it is. So we'll see you in the month of November. I can't believe it. I told you it goes so fast. It goes so fast. What? It's November already? We were just talking. It was just Labor Day the other day. I swear to God, it goes so fast. You guys are the best. I'll see you next week on the Nightfly. Good night, everybody. <laughs>